the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us in uh, Being Patient. Uh, let's get started. Um, I'm going to have a little bit of trouble um, trying to look at the chats. So, um, Mitch, if I can ask you if there's something that you know you need, please feel free to sort of just jump in and, and let us know. Um, but then also, I love it. Like, go ahead and like everyone uh, sort of chat, you know, amongst yourselves, and you know, let's let's do this. I'll look at the um, chat. So, presenters, presenters. Okay, cool. Presenters today, uh, my name is Jennifer Willard, um, and you know my co-author here is Carrie Martinez. Just real quick about me, I've been in the industry for 22 years. Um, you know, I was really lucky. One of the things we talk about, like having education and how important it is, you know, I was really lucky to go to a public high school um, that had a full-functioning television studio, and then go to a public university, UMass, that had a, a, a television, a full-functioning television station. So having those opportunities um, at such a young age. I feel really, um, you know, help propel me that my first job out of um, college was as a video conferencing admin um, for, you know, worldwide audio um, and web. So I've done that. I'm a uh, founder of Women in AV. I managed the um, California Courts AV Systems uh, Development Integration Unit for um, about eight years. And uh, we did a lot of design and uh, construction of courthouses, standards, and things like that. So go ahead, Gary, tell us about yourself. Okay, um, I also started pretty young when I was still in high school. Um, I was introduced to it, uh, to uh, audio in around, at around high school. Um, and then I continued to uh, learn at my church as I volunteered. And I've been in, like officially in uh, an audio engineer for about three years now. And I'm completely new to this side of the industry though. So it's exciting to see um, what's ahead for that side. <laughs> um, yeah, I just graduated also. Um, well, last With year. honors, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the industry. I mean, again, like talent that you have and um, having more, encouraging more young, especially females to, to join us is uh, really fantastic. So really glad to have you. Okay. Let's do it. First of all, like I said, you know, I want to thank um, AV Nation TV for sponsoring this. Um, we have the Wavecast, but you know, they really supportive of the entire industry. They started in 2011, around the same time as uh, Women in AV. Tim Albright, who is uh, the founder, uh, you know, and there's a, a group of people, and but you know, re really Tim Albright, um, he's been one of our biggest supporters and our first supporters. Uh, so you know, we're really grateful um, that we really wouldn't be where we're at today. Um, were it not for him but go ahead and definitely you know check out their website check out you know get involved with um, AV Nation TV so the objectives that we have uh, for today we're just going to go through the study we're going to look at the survey um, results and as I said I think one of the most important things that you know Carrie and I are looking to is get to a place where we can just open up the conversation to all of us and sort of you know hear, hear your thoughts and what you think and what we should have as next steps so this survey um, is the first industry survey on female representation. Uh, it's something that you know I've wanted to do for a, a long time, but it really came together when um, Carrie, you know, uh, reached out. She let us know um, about why this sort of happened in a second. But it, uh, 
the first time that our industry has actually uh, looked at, you know, sort of who we are um, as females. And what was really important to me about that, one of the things that was really important about it for me is that we've always just guessed. So up until this point, you know, everything that we had was gut feeling. It was based on, you know, experience, you know, word of mouth and things like that. And so just having an, an idea. Uh, 506 women participated worldwide, uh, which is really just amazing. I, I thought that that was, it's a beautiful thing that um, so many people participated because that's really what made the survey um, actually, you know, successful is, you know, that it reached that many women. I know that there's more women, but the fact that we had 506 that came together, I think that that's really cool for a first, uh, first shot. It's January through May. And, uh, you know, we did four separate categories of demographics. So go ahead, um, Carrie, you know, tell us uh, why it happened. Tell us like, from your perspective. So as some of you guys might know, I did a survey before this and it was uh, to uh, figure out who the other girls in uh, audio specifically um, were just because I'm an audio engineer. Um, I kind of dabbled in other uh, sectors also in AV, but um, yeah, I did a research uh, study just to figure out who else was out there, and this um, opportunity came, so I thought it'd be really cool to expand on that research and to really know who the um, females are, um, especially on this side of the industry, since there were not that many texts that took the survey. Um, but we'll go into that later. Um, but yeah, it was just to um, expand on my knowledge of the female uh, workers and my colleagues out there. So, Awesome. That's great. And to elaborate on that, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, not, not only just like everything that Carrie said about understanding who we are as women in AV and all those things, I really felt that, you know, until we actually had a baseline of who we were as women, um, sort of we might be shooting in the dark in terms of what it is that women want, what it is that women need, you know, some of these, these ideas about, um, you know, how we can create effective career paths, you know, all of those things. Uh, we can now actually look at these results and get some hard data about where it is. And, you know, we'll talk about that because it's, it's really fascinating to me um, what women, you know, want um, as future opportunities. But we also want to get a feel of, uh, you know, how, how do women perceive the value and the industry representing them? I don't think any of us need to, you know, um, we wouldn't be surprised to know that technology is, you know, a, a male-dominated industry. There's um, been a lot of, you know, sexism. There's been a lot of unfortunate, you know, experiences that tend to turn women away. So we really wanted to, uh, on, on that said on the other side, there's a lot of amazing experiences, especially I feel in the AV industry. Um, so I wanted to make sure that we, when we talk about how women feel about it, that we're coming from a place of, you know, data and not just, you know, any one single person's anecdotal, you know, um, information. So um, how did it happen? Go ahead, Carrie, let us know. Yes. So uh, we created the, we started the survey in January, Jan yeah, January, right after the one I did. Um, we created the questions, we thought about the questions, and then as we gathered the um, participants' uh, answers. Uh, we used Qualtrics to analyze everything. Um, Qualtrics was a resource that I had, and I love it for the many um, functions it, it could do. 
and as it says on the slide, uh, we depended a lot on social media, word of mouth, email distributions, and other groups to share and to um, let the people know that the survey's out. And luckily, um, it worked. <laughs> and the data analysis and uh, report, that was all done um, between March and April. And that was a really fun part because we managed to see everyone's responses and really put things together and synapses started connecting. Is that the word? Synapses? Synapses. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I think, you know, one of the, the things about the AV industry that's so, you know, re again, really cool and important. Um, I was so excited to see everyone. It's one of those things where it's like, you could see like when it comes to women, you know, give them a goal that they're passionate about and they're going to reach it. Um, there was, you know, we came down to the wire with like, we needed four more people to reach it fi uh, 500. Um, and it was Friday the 13th. Uh, the deadline was at midnight and it was just as a coronavirus um, was really starting to, you know, expand. So uh, the way that we ended up like making sure to reach our goal was you know, going out on Twitter and like actually like just like trying to reach out to individual women. So there were a lot of people that helped us, you know, and especially like there were a lot of like men that helped us, you know, share it and, and make sure that, you know, we reached as many people as we did. We had a lot of um, sister organizations that helped us as well. So really great that the, we have a community of groups you know that are out there working and advocating uh, on behalf of women in technology women in tech sound girls org avixa women so uh, you know it was it was really fun to see um, you know everybody come together to, to make this happen uh, four demographic categories uh, that we had um, it was human demographics industry statistics, passions and preferences, and women's advancement. So the more that we put together our questions as we went along, uh, you know, it really sort of started to shake out as to, you know, obviously the human demographics. Who are you? Where do you live? Race, ethnicity, your age, uh, your seniority. The industry statistics were about, you know, what you do in AV, uh, you know, what's your company's market sector, it, which was one of the interesting questions because we had one question that was kind of flawed, um, you know, uh, Passions and preferences was about, you know, why are you in the industry? Do you like the technology? Do you like the creativity? Um, are you here to pay the bills? So that was a really great question that, you know, I want to make sure to give Carrie credit uh, for, for that question because that was, you know, that was a good one um, in terms of understanding, uh, you know, why women actually join it. And it was kind of, you know, surprising to see, of course, most people say both, um, but it was really kind of surprising to see that some women here, you know, are just to pay the bills. Uh, women's advancement, that was one where we obviously asked, you know, mentors, what do you want for future growth? And um, how do you feel that the industry values women's representation and diversity? So go ahead, Carrie, tell us about our key findings. Yeah, um, key findings uh, are industry as in female um, are not that diverse, but it's okay. Um, 44% have no mentor um, and 28% count men only as um, their advisors or mentors. 52% um, have families and additional 25% have pets only. So I think that's really interesting um, just because all those uh, women have dependents and they're still working and doing a really good job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
on the best of days, you know, uh, to be a woman in technology is to, you know, break boundaries uh, just to be here. So yeah, that's really great. And it's, you know, it's, it's definitely that, you know, 77% of women, um, you know, do have at least one dependent. I think, you know, Carrie, um, one of the things that we've talked about um, is that 28% of uh, women who count men only as their advisors, that was actually the second highest category um, after 44% saying that they don't have uh, a mentor. So it just, it really goes to show, uh, again, like in our industry, uh, you know, men play a critical role in uh, the women that are here, helping them advance, helping them learn things. And I think, you know, I mean, if that's something that I've, you know, I'm sure all of us, but like I've heard, you know, consistently over the, the last 22 years. Great. But yes, I mean, as Carrie also said, um, women in AV, we have a diversity problem, um, you know, and it's also, you know, not only about like being white or Caucasian, uh, but where we live and reside, uh, you know, uh, majority of women, 92% of uh, women live in the U.S. and Europe. So that was a, an interesting uh, statistic as well. 67% um, fell into it as their career start, um, which it's so fascinating to me. Like one of the things, you know, the outcomes of the survey was uh, I really wanted to make sure that it uh, engaged further insights and discussions that, you know, this is just a starting point for us. Because I say that in one of the reasons is that 67% of women fell into it. You know, for me, like the first thing that I think is, well, what does that mean, fell into it? You know, um, like that's just in the study in itself. But it also tells us a lot about sort of where we are in terms of how our industry actually um, recruits women, you know, uh, whether or not we have, you know, we have a handle on how women, um, you know, are having a career path. Um, and, you know, Maddie Vining, she's on, she's uh, with the Wave UK leadership as well. Um, she, you know, had an interesting, like, observation. And so 67% of women fell into the industry. But, you know, that's pretty much our industry. You know, uh, it, she said, that, you know, it'd be great to, like, understand, like, how many men fell into our industry as well. So, you know, I think we all sort of know that, you know, AV as an industry, you can go to school to be, uh, you know, a network engineer or, you know, IT has a lot more traction sort of down into, uh, you know, the academia and um, those areas. So, uh, but it was actually really interesting. Top three areas that women want future growth. We'll talk about this a little bit more later. Um, leadership, career advancement, and technical training. One of the things, like I was, this, this is so exciting to me to see women, number one, want leadership. Like, that is, that is beyond like awesome. And one of the other things that really came out of this survey that I felt that was so important is that, you know, I've always known this and I've always felt it, but our industry, the women that are here are incredibly successful. Almost 60% of women are at least a supervisor or higher. So those of us women that are here, um, the staff was obviously, you know, the the biggest other um, category, but the women that are here are really amazing. You know, they are really like being uh, promoted up there. They're working, you know, CDR itself just elected three new uh, female board of directors. Um, so it was really cool. And it's so cool to see, because it says so much about who women in our industry are, that leadership is something that they want the, the most about. Carrie, do you want to say anything um, to this slide before we go on? Uh, yeah, I really like that technical training um, aspect of the growth opportunities uh, because I know that even as an audio engineer, I still want technical training. <laughs> so it's very interesting to know that most of the people, again, we'll talk about it later, are in sales and they 
that was one of the top uh, areas that they wanted growth in. So yeah. I would like to hear more about that. Right. That's perfect. All right. So, you know, we said, I mean, we're going to, so we've got a lot of different slides and, you know, um, I can see that it's already uh, 1030 and I really want to give us an opportunity to talk. So we'll probably just kind of like go through these um, slides really fast. Uh, we put, we reason we put them in here is just so that we could, you know, have something to talk about and like uh, talk to them. I think one of the um, things that really stands out for me that I love about this um, and is very fascinating, um, five women participated from the Middle East. And if you read the report, you can sort of, you see that in one of the um, key recommendations that I talked about in terms of how do we diversify of our, you know, industry is um, there are a lot of um, cultural and social economic, there's a lot of different like levels of uh, women's equality rights that are happening uh, around the world in different places. So to, and you know, this last year, women, uh, it's the first time that women in the Middle East have the right to drive. Uh, they still um, are not allowed to leave the country without a male chaperone. But seeing that five women participated from the Middle East, like truly just like makes my, like my, fills my heart um, because it really tells me that, you know, when women are given the opportunity and when, you know, they not given, they shouldn't be given, but you know, um, when women have the opportunity, they show up, they participate, they love technology, which is cool. Hispanic Latino is the second highest um, category of uh, women. Um, in minorities, one of the really interesting things that you'll see in when you look in the report is uh, when it comes to the location, uh, we had zero participants actually from Central America, Latin America, and South America. So what's really interesting about that is that, you know, Hispanic women are participating in technology, but they're not participating from their country of origin. So, you know, looking at why is that and sort of what's going on, there's a lot of turmoil going on um, in South America you know, um, just generally speaking and things like that. So where are women at, um, you know, just in their own local, um, you know, environment, being able to understand that will help us, uh, you know, understand how we can get more women to participate. What would you like to say to that, Carrie? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I noticed how you said something, uh, how you mentioned that the Hispanic uh, community word wasn't uh, from like a Hispanic country rather than another country. Um, with the Middle East, that they were all from the Middle East. They weren't like from like the middle and 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 a Middle Eastern living in America or Canada or Europe or something. They were from the Middle East, so that was really that was really cool, and I really liked that. Exciting. Perfect. Um, Eleven percent are college age or younger. I'm not sure that this is gonna, you know, this is a big surprise to anybody uh, that you know uh, college, um, you know, age and younger students aren't necessarily um, participating at first. What's really cool to me is to see that you know pretty well equally age ranges of women otherwise are on average about thirty percent. So you know. Otherwise than like college, women are really engaging in that industry at any age. And I thought that, that that's really cool. So what, what do you want to say to this, Carrie? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad there are people my age. <laughs> I want to connect with those people just to uh, know where they're getting their resources from and uh, their information just so that I could probably be like, hey, you want to share information? Um, and I would like to know where they started too. I would also like to ask everyone um 
how they got started. I mean, I, of course we did ask that, like they fell into it, but like the story behind it, um, cause it's really interesting to f- the fact that they fell into it, but how. Right. So yeah, I love that. Um, so while all the women are equally represented, generally speaking, besides college students, when we look at the next slide, um, one of the really fascinating things, and this is really exciting, um, you know, to uncover is that 51% of the women have been in the industry less than 10 years. I, it's not surprised, again, not, you know, not sort of surprising, I think, to anybody when you look at um, the numbers of 21 to 25 years, women, you know, being law, um, being a, the lowest numbers. But you, what you can see with this slide is that consistently women are finding and, you know, falling into it, being referred, um, however they're getting to reach us, they are finding it increasingly um, year after year, decade after decade. And so it's, you know, that's really exciting. And again, tying that back to the last slide that we just left, they're finding it uh, throughout the variety of ages. So, um, you know, it, I think that that's, that's really cool. Again, 60% are in management. Staff is obviously um, one of the, you know, largest ones. But um, I mean, it's just so awesome to see that 30 women identify as CEOs and presidents of their of their companies. Um, I I don't know, and I'm, you know I would I don't know if there, anybody in IT necessarily or some of the other science uh, STEM industries have actually looked at you know seniority of women. But 30 women, I mean that that's amazing. Executive management, 84 women, you know, are in executive management. You know, it ties to like the the leadership. And, you know, so it's not surprising to me that women want leadership, but it's also really cool to see that we have two interns um, and, you know, and some freelance people. Is there anything you want to add, Carrie? Um, nothing right now, just other than that I actually fall into three of these categories, which is staff, freelance, and intern at the same time. So I wonder if there are other people who are like that too. <laughs> Again, I'm, since I'm new-ish, um, yeah, I am. Um, I I want to still know more about um, just everyone out there, and um, it's really interesting. Just again, because uh, I th- I think it's our next slide, or I don't know if we passed it already. But uh, no, it's not that one. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Again, uh, that most people are in sales, and very few technicians. But again, I, I want to have that discussion later. I I think it's just really interesting. Great. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, when we asked, this is a, this is a, um, a slide, a question that we asked, check all that applies. So, uh, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily a, um, an exact, the, it's not the exact, um, questions. So most of them, a majority of them, you know, you had one answer that you could only give, but this one, we really wanted to sort of see where women relate in the industry, uh, the things that they use and, you know, sort of what do they do at a, at a level of the technology. And I, I know, I don't think unsurprisingly that, you know, women identified um, pro AV, audio, video, and control systems. I mean, that's the majority of, you know, what our industry is. I think it's awesome that women, 156 women identify in live events, uh, 103, um, you know, chose lights. Uh, so it's, you know, to me, um, those, those aren't necessarily, you know, coming from an engineering uh, side, the live events and lights is not a part of our industry that I've um, necessarily known too much about. So I think that that's exciting. The consumer electronics and the um, CE Pro, um, I know uh, women in, in CT 
Um, that's an, an organization. If anybody wants to reach out to another sister organization and participate, uh, you know, amazing women, uh, incredibly successful women, and they're all in, you know, all about consumer electronics and CE Pro. So whether or not there are actually more women participating in that side of our industry or, and we just didn't reach them, um, or, you know, women um, are more in the, in the professional side, uh, and that's who we reached. Um, it's, it's really interesting. So go ahead, Karen, this is, this is your slide. Yeah, uh, so 58% hold non-technical positions. And I mentioned earlier how uh, the top three uh, growth opportunities, uh, people mentioned uh, technical training, and it's just the fact that 58% don't hold a technical position, but they would want to learn. I think that's really cool. And yeah, we're gonna talk about more uh, of this later on in the discussion. And um, yeah. I was really excited to see um, that, that, you know, we do have engineering and technicians. I think that that's one of the anomalies that has always been a question. I, not, it's not a question that we don't have as many female technicians and, you know, sales and, you know, PR and marketing. I don't know that that's necessarily as well um, a surprise that those would be the roles that um, like a lot of women in our industry hold. Um, and the project management, um, being that those um, are skills about relationships, you know, about creativity, about communication, you know, um, all, to, all areas that tend to favor women. Um, but I was really excited to see that, yes, we do have engineers and uh, technicians. So, I mean, that, that was something that was, you know, was a really good. I, I wasn't sure that we would get that many. So that was cool. Uh, and so, you know, one of the questions also is, you know, whether or not women need a second job. Um, so a majority, the good news, it looks like, you know, the industry is a, you know, a place where women can actually, you know, make a fair salary. Uh, in, and um, we, we can't obviously speak to whether or not, you know, the pay gap, uh, whether or not they make equal salary as their um, male counterparts. But what we can say is that on an overall basis, women are um, being you know, paid enough that they don't have to have a two job. Uh, on the other hand, Carrie, go ahead and tell them about what's interesting about the 86 people that do have to have a second job. So um, yeah, 80, the 86 people who do have to have a second job are actually mostly technicians. And uh, we, we did some cross referencing um, for those. And it was just really interesting because, again, uh, as someone who lives that life, um, it's true. Like I've mentioned before, I'm staff, I'm an intern, and freelance, and that's not because I want to. Oh, it's both. I want to be, and I need to be. So, yeah. Right. And, you know, and, uh, you know, to that point, Carrie, like, you know, a lot of our industry like talks about like, why don't we have more female technicians? Well, uh, clearly we're not paying them or clearly maybe the salary isn't, you know, um, good enough that, you know, like people have to have like Carrie has to have three different like areas that she's focusing on. So maybe be, they might be passionate about it, but you know, if they have to pay the bills, um, it might not be an opportunity for them to sort of reach out and, you know, follow that passion of, you know, getting into the technical side of things. Um, but yes, uh, technicians, I thought that that was really interesting. And, you know, as, you know, again, Maddie can say and, and attest to is that being a female technician, 
you know, it's probably one of the hottest jobs in our industry. And, you know, not only just from maybe some of the areas where uh, you have some of that casual sexism of, you know, can you lift this? Can you do this? You know, um, but also, you know, the job itself is really much more demanding in terms of actually having to do, you know, hardware and installs and lift things, you know, and, and have that like customer service. So great. Women are 50-50 split on whether or not they use social media. Um, I think that this is really incredible uh, because I think women have come a long way. It doesn't surprise me that the most of women use it on a daily basis professionally, but um, it also is quite interesting. And we didn't do a cross-reference to see maybe like, you know, what is the age of women who um, rarely use it or never use it. But, you know, when you add those categories together of really and never, it pretty much is either you use it or you don't use it um, on a professional basis. So um, that, that's just an interesting one. I think it also uh, depends on the platform that you're using. Because I know on Twitter, um, I noticed a lot more older people on it um, rather than younger people. Um, and on Facebook, Facebook groups are really uh, populated with a lot of younger people, surprisingly. From what you're I right. Yep. Yeah, and you're right, because out on LinkedIn um, is pretty much kind of the opposite. So I'm noticing that right now it's 20 minutes uh, to 11, and I want to, you know, we're, we've got a long way to go within our presentation. So, you know, if you guys can bear with us, I'm going to kind of slip, just like get us to a place where um, we can have probably maybe like five more minutes of like this discussion, and then I really want to open it up. So um, again, 67% fell into it as a career. Uh, you know, the interesting part, and I, I, I'm not surprised, you know, family, people, uh, you know, especially in the CE Pro side of it, um, it's a lot of small businesses. There's a lot of women that participate in it uh, because their husbands have companies. Uh, you know, they've started companies with their husbands or, you know, their, their parents have companies and things like that. It's really nice to see that education as well as um, is, is something that people actually have. 50% of um, females, this is an important one, 50% of uh, females feel the AV could be better. Now, uh, this is a sliding scale. Um, so question, which is it allowed women the opportunity to be able to identify what they feel uh, most for them. Now, we all know that like the word could be better is um, something that, you know, could be better. And could the industry be better for women? Of course it is. But one of the most important things that I feel that came out of this that really excited me and made me feel good is that if our industry was something that was hostile, that was toxic and really unwelcoming, those would have been the ones that were chosen. And only 2% actually chose that they felt and their perception of the industry was unwelcome, undervalued. Um, you know, that's a good one that we need to sort of like definitely look into. But I was also really pleased to see that, like, you know, women take a pretty like neutral feeling um, about, you know, how the industry actually receives them. It's not on either side because, you know, they don't feel the extremes on either side. Because as much as only 2% say that they feel unwelcome, you can see the only one that's less than that at 1% is that they feel it's a priority. So, you know, we're just kind of in the middle, which is not the best place to be, but I'm really excited that we can say that like our industry is, is welcoming. And, you know, while we have like areas to go, um, you know, we might not experience some of the other like significantly um, toxic um, environments across the board as other um, tech industries. Uh, this one, you know, nope, like, you know, we talked about this, uh, males are important and critical to, uh, you know, women's careers. 
but again, what we see is that 44% of women don't have a mentor. One of the things that I found like so interesting, and you can read about it in the, um, the key recommendations, is I really feel that there's a missed opportunity that we have here between women in our industry. Because you know, we have this sort of 50-50 split between uh, women that are supervisors and management level versus staff. So it's not to say that we don't have the numbers of you know, uh, executive women or veteran women that are able to um, actually teach like staff women or the numbers that are there. So there's a sort of like a disconnect that we have there because only 50 women said that females are like who their, their uh, mentors are. Um, leadership career and training, we've talked a lot about those um, being the top three. Uh, one of the things that I found, which is, again, I love, I love that women want leadership. That is the coolest thing, especially because we are such leaders in our industry. Uh, one of the things that, you know, stood out for me about this in terms of, you know, what type of, and, and you were able to choose which ones that you wanted. Um, one of the things that stood out for me about this kind of surprise, what that surprised me was, do you see the ones women want equality, diversity, and in, in industry news? So, you know, you can at like a perspective of how it shakes out, what women want are things about like individual advancement, really want to learn for themselves, but areas of sort of the broad scope of women's equality and diversity aren't necessarily uh, things that you know, interest them. So I think to me, it was something. All right. So Jennifer um, is gone. Um, but what she was saying, leadership, uh, career advancement, and technical training, those were the ones that um, were really cool because not only um, will that help other people, but, all right, um, not only will that help other people, but it will um, hopefully in the future, we could pass that down to the generation that is coming in. So um, next, let me see. Um, I could see if I could share my screen. Um, so give me a second and I will do that, uh, for the next slides and hold on technical difficulties, but it happens because we're humans and humans create technology. Anything can happen during a live show. Yes. Trust me, I've had a lot of that happen to me during live shows, but you know what? It got through, no one died. So, um, sorry guys. Let's see. If anyone has anything to say right now, maybe, um, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so I don't know. I, my meeting got disconnected to technical difficulty. I'm on the phone. But that's telling me that I like that we should stop and kind of open it up the, um, the questions and the, uh, the discussion yeah. to everybody. Yes, I was just okay. doing that right now. I could share my screen if I can. Hold on. Mm. So Mitch, um, while Carrie's um, getting... Uh, the presentation and to get to the question section. Um, can you, I mean, is everybody's mic? Can you help us sort of like facilitate this, you know, how we kind of move forward that we can get everybody involved? Can we put everybody in a, um, you know, the Hollywood square so that we can sort of see everybody that's on it? I believe, yeah. And I think we can have, uh, like, for example, Meg is 
raising her hand so I can unmute her. Uh, cool. Possibly. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so question for the group is, um, will there be a um, follow-up study that kind of compares uh, this uh, number of, you know, women to maybe the overall AV industry as a total. I think um, amongst several of my coworkers that have been uh, awesome enough to join this broadcast, uh, one of the things that um, would be interesting to me is to get an understanding of how we women are also, um, you know, lining up against everybody else in the industry, particularly in the area of we fell into AV. Um, it's really an interesting topic. Like, what does falling into AV mean? What, you know, how did you fall into AV? Like, was the, you know, um, you know, was there a path that you were on that just led into AV? Um, so that's, that's my question. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic question. And I, so I don't necessarily think that I, like, from my perspective, I don't necessarily have a definitive answer for you about what what that sort of next step is but it was definitely was my hope is that um and was by doing this it was going to spark so much more and um you know that it was just really the first step so i i really love that i i love that and i would definitely look into that um you know and if you have any ideas or you want to get involved in doing it you know definitely uh you know reach out for anybody that wants to get involved or you know wants to you know learn more um one of the sides that we have uh, that I know you probably can't see is like the wave society that we can join, but um, I can send an email out. Uh, yeah. With that. So if you write down this, um, you know, um, information here, the uh, login. Uh, so I've created um, an online uh, women's professional resource center, and this is a place where we can all go. And uh, you know, that's actually um, a place where we can start to have more discussions and things like that. Carrie also has um, her huddle space. So Carrie, you can talk about that. Yeah, so um, the my little huddle space is a place to where people could talk about topics. So right now, it's uh, the topics I have posted on my website are about COVID nineteen, of course, um, self care, and women and girls in AV. And they can all talk about subjects like that. They could talk about uh, resources that they have for each other, just experience, um, encouragement. Um, even building friendships and because uh, I know that's very important as at least uh, for me because I know that I wouldn't have been able to um, get to where I am without reaching out without um, building relationships and but meaningful ones and ra rather than just give me a contact um, or something like that it's just about building those really solid relationships and just making sure that people have the resources and uh, tools that they need to uh, flourish. So Great. that's an opportunity. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so like who else has, wants to start a discussion? Yeah. yeah. Um, you could just hit and Zoom, uh, raise your hand. I think it's in the participant section and then I'll give you the floor. Anyone? Yeah. Okay, well, let's ask a question. Like, so let's put this question out there. You know, like, um, is, was the survey relatable? Um, you know, I don't know if anybody's had an opportunity to read the report. Um, but, you know, how, how do, like, what stood out for anybody? You know, uh, what is it that, you know, 
that surprised you that you know let us let us know what you think about it we're really interested yeah hi guys uh, it's maddie um yeah one of the things i found interesting is obviously you know the point about females wanting training on leadership and you know career advancement and everything and uh, i'm wondering why that is uh, is it you know an issue that the women aren't given the opportunity for the training is it that you know they they're not doing technical jobs so they're not being offered the training or you know do they not feel comfortable doing the training because there's less women doing it it's more males that was just one of the interesting things i found in the survey yeah especially as a female technician uh, you know that's uh that's not surprising but i mean those are all like really good points and again you know this is sort of like the the jumping off point i mean we definitely can follow up on that um, does anybody have any ideas like any did anybody like that participate in the survey um did anybody like choose technical training and can somebody let us know like you know like for somebody like you know like uh, maddie maddie and myself that are on like you know that are engineers in the wave you know uh leadership like what is it that stands out for you about wanting technical training and what are some of those limitations yeah i would like to hear this one We've had a couple of uh, limitations. One, yeah. not every company is willing to invest in people. So there's a lot of companies out there that won't spend any money on training for anyone. It doesn't matter what their gender is. So that is one aspect. In fact, there's the old story of the CEO or the CTO that says, I want to invest in technical training for my people. And of course, the CFO raises their hand and says, what if we invest in the people and they leave? And the CTO responds, what if we don't invest in them and they stay? So that is an ongoing battle in every company, regardless of gender. But when it comes to gender specific, I have had clients that don't take women seriously. And this is recent even. Um, 2007, working for GBH at Lockheed Martin's corporate offices at Moffett Field. Um, I was sent to program and commission a system for GBH and I brought in my tools, my laptop, and the client asked, where's the programmer? And I said, I am the programmer. His answer, and I'm not kidding, I'm quoting word for word, was, no, really, where's the programmer? Oh. <laughs> That's just one of countless examples of companies not perceiving us as able to perform technical work. Yeah, I, and I mean, I think that's really, that's, I'm really glad that you shared that. That's, I mean, especially like, a, that's such a good point about the CTO versus the CFO and regardless of, of gender. And then the um, idea of the gender specific, I mean, I'm sorry, definitely sorry that you experienced that, um, but you know, that really is so telling. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's hard, I think, to understand like how we change that, that perception because it's so fundamental to us getting more, more opportunities. What kind of technical training would you want? If you were to get it. And that could be to anyone. Anyone wants to share?
mean, it's okay. You don't have to. It'd be very interesting to know. So what does anybody think is our next steps? What would you like to see next? Yeah. I mean, really appreciate Meg, like, um, about like the follow-up sort of, you know, things like that. Um, but you know, what, what can we do about, um, improving gender equality and what would you specifically like to see next from our industry? Yes. Ronnie. Two name right? I like that name. <laughs> uh, I think I'm muted. Um, as a follow-up, I think I think uh, I would love to see um, some engage like engagement um, from male counterparts as well, um, and to see like um, to see a little bit more of like to touch on what Carrie was saying earlier that these friendships, right? These aren't just, I need a contact, but how we as the AV community comes together. Um, like Tim Albright's a great example of how he is supportive of everyone. Um, yeah. And uh, how we inevitably can bring that together collectively. You know, um, I think uh, being able to identify and uh, uh, bridge the gaps between uh, gender inequality is um, really amazing and I think that it's going to be important for men, women, non-binary, anyone um, to really figure out how do we do this together um, and you know uh, being that this is one of the first studies on women specifically in this industry um, I would love to see that kind of presence of you know not just women taking a survey uh, but seeing like you know what would men have answered to some of these exact questions, right? And uh, that comparative analysis. I love that. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, you know, what I, I can honestly say from, you know, from, I, I love everything about that. Um, from my perspective, um, you know, having, you know, founded WAVE nine years ago, one of the things, you know, that I genuinely feel about men, uh, and we, I think, I don't know if we have Kevin, Kevin, if, I, if Kevin may be on the call, Kevin Laughlin is also the WAVE UK leadership. He's our first, you know, male leadership in an official position. He's also just phenomenal, generally speaking, um, about when it comes to our industry and helping and supporting. He's another Tim Albright um, on the other side of the pond. Um, I really have felt uh, when we started that men don't necessarily feel that they have a place in this conversation. Uh, when it comes to women. So I feel that they actually have held back because they don't know um, necessarily if they're welcomed, um, you know, what they have to add of the value. Uh, but, you know, it's obvious. And, you know, to your point, I mean, having men, you know, participate with us and, you know, really bring things to the table that we can't um, is so important. And I also feel like over these last nine years, starting to see men actually truly feel like they have something to add to that is, you know, we've come so far. And I think like you said, Meg, like that next step is really to have something where uh, we can, you know, focus on like issues, but not come at it necessarily as, uh, you know, a woman's group, you know, or, you know, something like a, a technician's group. That's great. Yeah. 
Who else? See people on here. Hello, Maria. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'd, I'd, it'd be quite interesting to look into the mentorship as well, because uh, I know we mentioned it. Cause, but interesting because you know so about how um, females have more male mentorship. Uh, is that a choice because they want males? Because you know they're the people they see doing you know the more managerial positions, or is it you know just the lack of females, or you know about the mentorship and lack of access to it or you know that sort of thing i love that kevin are you actually here on the call i don't want to put you on the spot <laughs> i just can't see i don't think he is he's not on the oh, participant okay. list um actually i think that's our gentleman by the name of patrick is patrick still on the call uh i don't i also don't believe so no Okay. Let's, let's put it back. I like what I kind of like. What, I like. Well, I do like what Maddie said about um, like the mentoring and the um, like where the where the women and the and the girls and stuff. Um, it's just really interesting, just because a lot of the people said you know they were mentored or taught by guys, um, or they don't have a mentor. Um, very few said that they actually have women mentors or both. Um, and I think we need to give more credit to, um, for the guys too, because they're the ones teaching us and helping us. And um, if we're the ones being taught, maybe we, again, we could pass this on to um, the generations behind us and hopefully those numbers will grow as to women mentors and, um, you know, teachers. So it's a starting point. I love it. Yeah, and I, yeah, I love it. I love what both of you said. That I mean, I think that's that's really exciting. And you know, what we can truly see, obviously now, is that the um, the women are there. There is at least a good significant split uh, between uh, you know the women uh, that are in staff that have a veteran opportunity. Um, awesome. Thanks for sharing. Oh, cool. I'm glad. You know, yeah. Thanks everybody for joining. Anybody that has to like jump off or get onto another call, like, thanks so much for joining. Carrie, can you go to the next slide? Yes. Ah, thanks, Alexis. So glad you were able to join us. Yeah. So we'll just um. Ha! That's great. <laughs> All I can see, I mean, what I can see is just these little like pop-ups that are like on the screen. So I'm still a little bit down on the the technical side. That's cool. Awesome. So this yeah, is yeah. So, uh, mhm. Mm this is the next slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can get down a little bit. Yeah. So this is how you can uh, reach um, both of us. Uh, you know, I, one of the things that I really loved and it was so valuable when we talk about the mentoring, um, and this is another key recommendation uh, that we made, um, the opportunity uh, for Carrie and I to work together on um, this project alone um, has, you know, felt like an, a very big mentoring um, opportunity. I've learned so much. Um, I hope to think that she's learned, uh, you know, so much as well. So really, as one of the, you know, the key recommendations that, that we would have is, you know, using, finding opportunities uh, for mentoring um, with other people that isn't necessarily a formal program. Our Wave UK um, leadership, um, you know, with Sadie uh, Groom um, and Bubble Agency, she does the RISE program for broadcasting. Um, Abby Brown um, did uh, 
you know, a mentoring scheme um, before she passed. And, you know, Sadie's, you know, uh, it was, you know, it was her initiative and her idea. So uh, that's an amazing formal program. But again, it's only for necessarily women in London. So what do we do? So, you know, how do we, how do we like, you know, take that to the next level? And um, doing something like what Carrie and I did, there's always that opportunity to be a mentor. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we've wrapped up on an hour. So, you know, we really want to thank everybody for joining. If you can go to the next slide, Carrie, that'd be great. But, you know, we want to, like, thank everybody for joining us. Um, it's, you know, again, this is just the start of a conversation. And, you know, we're really looking forward to what the next steps are, like, what the insights come from this and, like, you know, the discussion. So, please, like, you know, anything that you, that you think, that you feel about it, that you want to share, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, we're always, you know, around. <laughs> so... You know, really exciting. What would you like to close with, Carrie? Uh, just thank you for everyone who uh, joined in and uh, participating and sharing and the whole process, um, being part of it. Uh, thanks for, yeah, just participating. And whether it was this or the survey or both, um, I just really thank you guys for that because this was a great experience. So, yeah, we learned a lot. Perfect. Okay, everyone. Thank you. We're going to like sign off and everybody that listened to the stream, you know, again, check us out, um, check out avnation, um, TV. check out Carrie at the Carrie Martinez.com. I mean, she's got a lot of phenomenal, like really exciting, you know, fresh, um, ideas for, especially if you're a younger person in the industry, join her huddle. Um, you know, check us out on women in AV, www.womeninav.com, you know, connect with us, connect with Maddie, um, Bining, connect with Kevin McLaughlin, um, and, you know, join the Wave Society. It's uh, womeninav.groupsite, and site is S-I-T-E, so G-R-O-U-P-S-I-T-E.com forward slash join, womeninav.groupsite.com forward slash join. We can continue these conversations forwards and uh, join Carrie's huddle, which is thecarriemartinez.com forward slash huddles, um, which was a, a really great um, idea that she had about, you know, bringing people together to discuss not only like women in tech things, but anything that really matters uh, to people. And you don't have to be young to join it. Yeah. <laughs> I joined. I was the first one. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome, everybody. Thank you so much. You know, please stay safe. Um, you know, and, you know, everything hopefully is going to get back to better days soon. And, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. So thanks. <laughs>